Welcome to What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients podcast with your hosts, Joel Miner and Andrew Quadrio. Joel and Andrew are on a mission to make you aware of all the unnecessary pain and unavoidable costs that commonly happens throughout a building or renovating process, educate you on how to avoid these common mistakes, as well as share knowledge, experience, ideas, and inspiration so you can enjoy your building experience. What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients podcast. If you want to know any more information on this episode of what we've been talking about, click the link below. This link right here. Click it. Come on, click it. Yo, you watching. Andrew, welcome back to another episode. You're welcome, guys. How are you? Hope everyone's doing well. Uh, another episode of What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients. Welcome back, guys. Um, we were, oh, actually, speaking of which, you guys are finally out of lockdown, aren't you? Today. You're excited. Amazingly, yes. People will be listening to this in a couple of weeks in advance, but today is a it's Freedom Day, apparently. So that's going to be an, it'll be a national day now for this. <laughs> went to go, got to go actually go to the gym this morning with the boys and stuff. So it was good. That's awesome. Um, just had an interesting phone conversation with a lady. Um, just this, this is quite a common topic, the old chicken before the egg, you know, do we see the bank? Do we see a builder? Do we get plans? Where do we go? Who do we see? What do we do? Um, and this, I find this is a lot of, a lot of times a bank just goes, go find, see your, go find a builder, go get a quote off them and come back to us and, and we'll go from there. But I think there's a lot of, you know, you probably experienced some of this, Andrew, you know, dealing yeah. with past yeah. clients, um, some of the issues around it. Like what are you, what are some of the things that you see? Uh, you see people, it, it's, it's, yeah, definitely chicken before the egg because you need to know, like our general consensus, you need to know how much you're capable of borrowing so we can tailor what we're going to do and what you can get for your money. Um, so lots and lots of times you see people, you know, say I want four bedrooms and two bathrooms and and all this sort of stuff put on the back of the house. And then they get to, they we do all that design and do all the, all the paperwork and then they go to the bank and say, oh no, that's way too much. We You can't afford that at all. So, and it's just like, why do we bother just wasting three, four, five, six months of, of time plus all the effort, plus all the money that goes into all that just to get a, you know, oh, you can't borrow that much at the, at the beginning. Like that should have been, that should be the first thing you do. And yeah, like the planning costs. Like I don't think a lot of people realize yeah. what's involved for the planning costs. Like I know I was speaking to someone else the other day. He's like, oh, by the time I finish planning, like doing all for this renovation, what's going to cost me probably 10 grand in, in planning costs. And I'm like, yeah, at least. That's, you know, that's for, a, you know, a extension renovation, small, small, not massive scale, but, you know, and that's by the time you get the plans, the engineering, the soil test, energy efficiency, all these things that, you know, you don't even know about until you start going through the process and finding out. And he's like, yeah, it's going to be going to be quite a fair bit of money. And like, that's what I stress to a lot of people is that I feel like there's a bit of a disconnect with the banks about this because they don't, they themselves don't realize the amount of work that's involved to get to just putting a price on, on some paper and an accurate one for that too. Um, and going through making sure that they've got all the right documentation so the builder can price things accurately um, is super, super crucial to, to getting the yeah. bank to approve it anyway. So yeah, um, right. you, you want to make sure that the things you're getting and what you're capable of borrowing and, and you know, it's like what, what equity is in the house, like straight away, there's a good indication, like, right, what, what equity do we have in the house? Um, and what I try and suggest to a lot of people is, is going to your bank and saying, hey, can we just get a pre-approval? We want to do some renovations and can we just disregard the renovation, but just give us a pre-approval on the equity in the house and also um, the what's what's available off the income coming in off the two yeah. two people that are living there off the earnings so yeah based based on the based on the income what can we, based on what we can pay back what can we borrow because then we can as you said we can tailor we can tailor a solution then because yeah it just an accurate it, it, solution 
And I, I use the, the, the story of like, like when you go to buy a car, like, you know, a lot of the times if you're buying a secondhand car, you go to the bank first, they go, right, we're going to be able to give you $25,000. That's your max lending capacity. Um, you know, now go find your car and we've got to make sure that obviously the car is going to be worth the dollar value that we're lending you and, and all that sort of stuff. And it's very similar circumstances when it comes to doing renovations in your own house. So um, making sure they do the same thing, like, do you really want to go through and waste all your time, like Andrew said, all the time and like, you know, ten, fifteen thousand dollars plus of of all your planning costs for your consultants to get a final set of plans to find out that, you know, maybe this is not even possible to be even able to do because we weren't sure on their lending capacity. Yeah, um, so super, super important to think, you know, and, and the banks will I feel like the banks sort of try and push this off and go get some go get a price and everything first. But yeah, we've, we've done another episode on this about, you know, how's, how can a builder give a price without plans? And to be honest, we can't, not an accurate one. It's a guess. It's a guess. Yeah. You know? It's a guess. It's a, yeah, pluck a figure out of the air sort of thing. Or they can use, we can use some of our past experience and past jobs that we've done, but you've got to understand with renovating and with renovations and additions, every single job is different. Every job is a one-off. Every job is a custom job. So applying a rate that we used for another that we that we may have that, that another job may have worked out to be on your project is is still not a very accurate way of doing things. It's a good ballpark figure, right? To be like, yep, this is an estimate. Yeah. You know, you should be looking between X and Y, X and Y, X and Z or something. Um, but it's certainly nothing you can take to the bank and and be you know be borrowing money on. That's for sure. No, definitely, and 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 it's just it is a quite a lengthy process to get through that. So I think. It's super, super important to work out what your lending capacity is and, and going to see. And if your bank, like I've talked to people that banks won't say, nah, we will not even give you a thing. And it's like, well, go find, like, just go find, to a different find bank. Find another bank. Find, <laughs> find someone that can help you out because. Like, That's no help at all. It's, I have heard, I've heard of that with some people. I'm like, it's just frustrating because it's like, we need to, we need to work out where we're sitting because, you know, we can be sitting there looking at the Lamborghini all day long and the really nice extension renovation, four bedrooms, bathrooms, whatever else is going on with it. But if we're not in that, you know, borrowing capacity or the, the comfortability of what you're wanting to spend, then it really starts, you know, dream crushing and ruining things when you find out that this can't be done later on down the track after you've already got these plans done. So we need to make sure that the budget is tailored to the the taste and finding where they meet because nine times out of 10 times, you probably find this, Andrew, is the, the budget's here and the taste, if anyone is not watching wow. the audio video what version, it's like an unbalanced set of scales. So nine times out of 10 that the the taste and budget don't align and, and what what things are, you think they may be worth and what they actually cost are massively different in, in aspect of things. And, you know, it's yeah. a lady, she's like, oh, can you know, we're thinking sort of 100 squares, you know, $1,500 a square metre. She's like, that was a few years ago. And, and she's like, is it cheaper to you know, renovate or, or build a new house. And I said, well, nine times out of 10, it's it's more expensive to renovate, but it depends how you look at it. Like if you have to move, buy another block of land, build a house, do all that, and all the inconvenience that goes along with it, yep. then yep. is it really cheaper? You might That's be spending cheap. more money, cheap, but yeah. you're kind of getting what you want at the same time. Uh, you like yeah. where you live, area's good, neighborhood's good. You know, yeah, we might nice. be p- yeah. pushing a little bit more money onto potentially overcapitalizing, but we're not going, like, you know, she said to me, we're not going anywhere. We've decided to stay here and this is it. So it's like, yeah, you might overcapitalize a little bit. If you're not going anywhere, you want to tailor it to suit yourself. You know, the really good opportunity to be able to go, right, oh, well, yes, it is, it is like there's more labor intense in, in renovations because you're trying to match yeah. old with new and the older the house, 
more costs involved Part because is, yeah. things haven't been done brought you got to bring things to code once you start touching things so sure. demolition costs all that sort of stuff that comes into play as well so yeah and the other thing uh, the other thing you remember is with when you're trying to compare renovation to new home is that uh, renovation is more expensive compared to a project home that is not customized to what you're after and you also got to you've got to you've got to remember when you're comparing these things that the project home is is what's on their website or plan or display center or whatever, and anything but everything but what's on that bit of paper is extra. So it might seem cheap to start with, but anything you want to change, walls moved, extra power points, extra lights, different colors in different rooms, you know, different facade uh, uh, textures and that sort of stuff, that all costs more money, and it's not going to be how you want it to be it won't have it won't have any it won't have any uh, consideration to orientation it won't have any consideration to the block um it's just designed to fit wherever and typically typically just in a state that's flat and easy and, and and no problem to work with whereas a renovation is designed to exactly what you're after the way you want it to function how big you want it the sizes all that sort of stuff so you've got to also weigh that up when you're thinking about you know when you when you when you're throwing that up because the the, the a custom design house is just as expensive as a renovation too Even yeah more. for sure yeah and the, only, only... the thing is as well you're gonna you're gonna throw 20 30 40 grand away in demolition cost yeah. plus the carbon yeah. plus plus the plus the environmental footprint that that environmental impact that that, that has is like well, the, to me anyway that's that's very important is that you're throwing all that stuff away unless unless it's destroyed with by termites or or, or or water or something like that then for me, I don't see the point in it. Like renew what's there, build on top of the good bones that, that it probably has, that 99% homes have, and then and you're not wasting all this material. It's not going to landfill. It's not killing, you know, not killing the planet. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, just so interesting topic. I think it's very important just to be able to go back through and, yeah. and chat to your bank before you even find a builder and work out what your borrowing capacity is because it's just... Yeah it really helps give you a guideline on what's going to be possible. And that essentially helps your builder then be able to go, right, well, this is, we're looking at a, you know, $25,000 car budget or for example, $250,000 renovation budget, right? This is, you know, we can then sort of go, well, this is sort of what's going to be able to be done for that renovation or, you know, this is what we could potentially do to be able to start working out what direction to head because it's, it, it, that budget question is probably one of the most important things when it comes to working with a builder to make sure that, you know, you're not just designing off no budget. Like I, I spoke to a set of clients the other day and they're like, we, we got some plans and everything done and we haven't really set a budget. And I'm like, man, that's just like, oh, it's just not annoying, but it's just like this This is what happened. And I know people try and go up their own back and they think they're doing the right thing, but it just trying to design something without a budget really kills the dream of designing yeah, what you want. 100%, yeah. And, it, and the thing is as well, and we've spoken about this before, is that, 99% of the time, and no offense to any architects or designers listening, but a designer and architect does not know how much things cost. They might get a quantity surveyor to, 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 do a, to do a bill of quantities at the end of the design, but the quantity surveyor is only doing, is only, only working out how, how many of things are on, how many windows, how many of this, how many of that there are in the build, and then applying a rate. The rate is not, is not uh, applicable to every builder. That, that, you get, that you might run into yeah. it. If you want to know any more information on this episode of what we've been talking about, click the link below. This link right here. Click it. Come on, click it. Oh. You know you're watching. For us, like, like the one other way that Joel and I think is that 
getting not not having a builder involved in the design process is a massive no-no because if if you don't have someone there like looking at looking at cost control and how to do things how to do things cost effectively and that sort of stuff throughout the whole process then you're going to come you're going to come unstuck so hard down the track it's not funny like i've these clients that i've spoken that've been speaking to for that nine months or more they uh they had to sit down with them took them through our like proposed our process to that sort of stuff they decided to go with a different architect i was like okay do it i don't mind but they spent something like thirty thousand dollars with this architect and they sent me the plans the other day and i had a quick look at it and i thought well that's three times your budget without any issue yeah you know their budget was like healthy anyway it was one and a half million dollars but the house that they showed me was a lot more than that like lots and lots and lots more and i was like you know i've been offering my services since the beginning and here we are exactly where i said we'd be yeah and, and the guy looked the guy was shocked on the phone i said that's three times what you want mate that's yeah. three times what you're going to spend did you did you win a lotto did you <laughs> it just it just gets exciting and it gets that's that's where it happens is it gets no, so yeah. exciting and designing and yeah. that's and the people the people the people they fall in they fall in love with the design the house the, don't yeah. get me wrong the house thing on the plans looks fantastic it looks awesome and i can see everything that, they've, that that we spoke about originally has been incorporated in this design it looks really really good but it's going to cost more <laughs> and i'm yeah. just like guys this costs shed loads like and the thing the thing is what people do is they then think oh well you're too expensive you're going to ferry around to the next to, to every other builder until I, until i find a price that that meets my budget well all you're doing is scraping to is, is working your way to the bottom of the barrel and you'll just get the worst of the worst at the bottom that just want to do things for, that just do things for nothing and you'll end up in a bad bad place yeah ends up with warranty issues and implications you know warranty just down issues the track people don't the turn up they won't finish the job or yep. they'll price it they'll price it and be you know 20 30 40 percent short and leave mm. the job because they have to go and work somewhere else to make some more money to come back to this job and you're in in, in in the meantime you're living in the shed or the caravan or something look at this half three quarters finished house it just keeps yep. deteriorating because it's not covered properly and yeah i was actually um no end of nightmare yeah for sure i was just just had a thought i kept talking to frankie Geskus the other day he owns a architectural firm and is a business owner of many businesses a very talented <laughs> man um i was talking to one of his managers that run in his architectural firm and they were saying they take a lot of people through the, when they get plans done and clients that haven't got a builder yet they're starting to take them through the process of getting quantity surveyors done um, throughout the design so while the design's going in they've got some idea as a reference to see where things are heading see where things are costing I thought that's a that's a brilliant idea and I said how many people um, pay for the quantity surveyor to to put forward you know their costings and they said pretty much everyone that comes through the doors you know mm -hmm. that's doing new architectural design homes are happy to pay for it because it's it's giving them a guideline as they're going through the process yeah. to go right where are we sitting with everything and it's not to yeah. say this is super accurate but it's definitely a great guideline it's to good, go it's a good tool yeah very yeah. good tool to keep keep things on track and and work out work out where things are going and and like yeah. i said a lot of a lot of people is making sure that um you start at the base find out what's most important get the most important things on paper first and then work your way up from there yeah, um true. so yeah Anything else you got to add, Andrew? That's all I think for today, mate. All right, takeaways from this week. Uh, number one, mine is borrowing capacity indication. So going to your bank first, working out what they're able to lend you or getting some form of indication. It doesn't have to be a pre-approval, but it just needs to be something that can 
um, basically give you an idea of what, what your borrowing capacity can be. And yeah, and off, you, mine, off the back of that is um, figuring out, like off the back of that, uh, that indication is figure out what you're comfortable spending. So you can take that budget to your builder and then you can design what you're after. So you don't want to go and look at Mercedes when you can only afford a Toyota. Um, so make sure you know what you're, what, you're happy, what you're happy spending. Yes, very important topic, guys. We will see you next week. See you, guys. Bye. Don't forget, guys, um, we've got a, our, come and join our Facebook group, the Builders Don't Kill Their Clients Facebook group. Share the podcast in there to talk about all the topics that we're on. We take a suggestion from you guys on what we could, um, what we can talk about. We'd love hearing that from you guys. Um, any other feedback stuff is awesome as well. We're trying to get make this show as uh, beneficial for you <coughs> as the homeowner or the renovator or looking at doing something with your home. Um, this is this is all for you guys. So any feedback from you guys is greatly appreciated. Also on Instagram as well, we have got a What Builders Don't Tell Their um, yes, Podcast right. Instagram thing. page as well. So, and if you want to watch any of these back, YouTube, but if you're already watching this, then I'm assuming you found it. So most Probably people have. seem to watch it on the Spotify or, you know, listener apps, all that sort of stuff. This brings us to the end of this week's show. I hope you all enjoyed it. I know we did. Hit the subscribe button on all your favorite podcast apps. And if you've got any thoughts or topics that you want us to cover, make sure you hit us up in our DMs. On all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, and this week we're brought to you by... Joel Miner from Refined Space Constructions. And I'm Andrew from Quadrio Building Services. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Bye. If you want to know any more information on this episode of what we've been talking about, click the link below. This link right here. Click it. Come on, click it. Go. You know you watch it.